0: Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice. Romans chapter 8 Therefore there is no, now no t- condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, and that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin and sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the Spirit of Sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we, rate, as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, for the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers." And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is... No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8. This is a great chapter full of lots of doctrine and and verses worthy of uh, memorizing, and it starts off stating that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, referring to the fact that we've been forgiven when we trust Jesus, and the salvation that comes from accepting His death on the cross as payment for our sins, we don't also have to pay for our sins through our own death. That doesn't mean that it's easy to be a Christian, but the Spirit helps us. Sometimes we don't even know what to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. And Christ intercedes. He stands up for us. He's the one who could accuse us, but often chooses not to. As He um, chose not to when A woman accused of adultery was brought before him while he lived in flesh on the earth. He chose to not accuse her, but asked her to go and sin no more. And I believe that he does the same thing to each of us who recognizes that we are a sinner in his presence and trusts him for our forgiveness. He tells us to go and sin no more. In verse 28, we learn that all things... In all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. And each of us who trusts in God, we've been called according to His purpose. If we love Him, we will obey His commandments. He knew that we were going to trust Him, and He predestined us to be conformed into the likeness of His Son, who is Jesus Christ, so that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. So the sibling set that we are part of, we have Jesus Christ um, as a peer under God. We are adopted as sons and daughters. And and we really should think about that as we choose how we are to conduct ourselves on the earth. Although we fail and, and we, we still uh, make mistakes, we should really align ourselves with uh, God's will and uh, make every effort um, to walk in that predestination of being God's children. And I think that pleases God. Thanks for listening to The Voice.